It's 10 minutes past 11. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point on uh, SAFM with uh, the uh, trombone and the horn of uh, Jonas Gwangwa there with Mora. And uh, we're shifting gear now. We want to talk volunteering uh, lifeguards saving lives over the festive season. In a feel-good story, we're turning our attention to the volunteer lifeguards of Life Saving South Africa who spend the time making it their business to protect the public from drowning at our beaches. During the 2021-2022 season, the teams across South Africa took part in 1,462 rescues and 3,885 first aid cases. They've helped train 4,160 lifeguards. Daya Sudath is president of Life Saving South Africa. Daya, Happy New Year. Thank you for your time. Please tell us about your work as uh, Life Saving South Africa. Okay, uh, first, BKG, thank you for the opportunity and a happy new year to you and your crew, as well as to your listeners. Um, Life Saving South Africa is a voluntary organization, a non-profit organization. We've been in existence for well over 113 years. And in all of those time, as you've emphasized, we've saved very large numbers of people. Um, the organization is all about uh, training lifeguards um, and, and qualifying them, as well as ensuring that the standards are maintained with annual retests. So unlike, uh, you know, renewing your license, a driver's license every five years, we take our lifeguards through annual recertification so that they are at the levels of fitness and uh, abilities to perform on the beaches. Um, yeah, so so that's, that's in nutshell our organization. And I probably will tease out some of the other contributions a little later. So what then is the role that you play on our beaches during the holiday season? Well, um, our lifeguards perform voluntary duties prim- primarily on, on weekends and public holidays. Um, over this um, extended um, Christmas long weekend, as well as the New Year's long weekends, uh, we had well over 4,000 lifeguards um, at, at, at over 100 uh, beaches and inland waterways because we are a national organization. Um, and uh, uh, these young citizens were sitting in the hot sun, rain and wind to ensure that bathers have been, um, have been uh, uh, prevented from, from actually drowning. Um, we are very, very pleased to say that under the watch of the voluntary lifeguards, there has not been a single fatal drowning at any of the beaches and inland waterways. Uh, most of the incidents happened where there were no lifeguards patrolling. So, you yeah. know, enlighten me, Daya, then in an emergency uh, situation or an emergency mm-hmm. scenario, how do the lifeguards assist during an average rescue? Okay. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to preface that by saying, you know, life-saving is all about prevention, prevention, prevention. Mm. So so what's important is that when the lifeguards get to the beach, they survey the, the conditions. The ocean is a very dynamic environment. Water bodies are very dynamic environment. They survey the situation and they place the bathing beacons at the most safest zones on the beach. And they insist that all of the beachgoers and bathers stay within those bathing beacons, usually recognized by the red and yellow flag. Mm. Now, 
by just doing that, um, that is why we 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 are so proud of the efforts because um, no one drowned under their watch. Um, but in the, in the event there is an emergency, as we know, the the ocean is a dynamic environment. Uh, rip currents can occur at any given time at any place, um, and that is why they often move the bathing. Uh, uh, beacons either to the left or the right in the next safer zone. But in the event somebody is in trouble, then the lifeguards actually swim out or they would use um, some of the rescue craft or the power craft in, 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 in other situations to get out to the, um, uh, uh, the, the individuals who are in trouble, um, uh, uh, secure them and then bring them out, bring them back to shore. And if needs be, um, and 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 uh, you know uh, CPR or other resuscitation uh, um, is 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 required, then then they would um, uh, administer the first aid. So effectively, they are your first responders um, to 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 save people, uh, bring them out, and and administer the necessary first aid. Uh, or if they get into trouble with other things, people get cut, people get burned, they 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 injure themselves. Unfortunately, in our country, we often see um, uh, people under the influence of alcohol and ending up in fights. And you find that the lifeguards have to deal with a range of injuries and and and, and other matters to to assist people on the beach. So yeah. how how do you how do you recruit Daya? How do you recruit the lifeguards? What you know uh, impact do they? Uh, you know how how do you determine that somebody is good enough to be a lifeguard? What impact do they make uh, during an emergency as a result of how you recruit them? Oh, okay. Well, as I said, it's we're a voluntary organization and it's voluntary membership. Uh. Obviously, a big criteria would be somebody who has the competencies to swim very well. Uh. But if you look at our, our, our organization on our website, you will see that we're a family-oriented organization. We start with micro-nippers, six to eight years old, and then those kids go on to joining the nipper ranks. From, from around you know eight to fourteen, they they uh, go into junior and then then they go on to senior qualifications. So it's almost a lifelong experience from 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 little micro nippers. You know, our oldest competitor at our sports event uh, um, uh, last year was seventy five years old. Wow. Um. But yeah. But but what happens is that w- the the the, the kids that join our, our voluntary clubs, and we have 86 clubs around the country, they become water smart, they become water safe uh, from that early age. So in effect, if you look at a nipper right up to be, uh, achieving the lifeguard award at you know around 18 years old, we almost would have spent 10 years training that individual, making them water safe, giving them the experience, um, uh, um, letting them... Uh, participate in in the sport of life saving at our national champs so so they really literally we grow them mm. and when talking about our contribution there's over 3500 professional lifeguards employed by municipalities hotels uh, water parks um, in water parks in dubai abu dhabi in summer camps in the us those youngsters wouldn't have got that opportunity if it wasn't for the voluntary clubs so mm. we literally grow them and if you're good enough 
you would get recruited as a professional, even on cruise ships or, or, or on yachts during their gap year, et cetera. Yeah. So that's the other massive contribution we make. Yeah. So the, the, the training, uh, you know, I'm going to yes. assume there's a degree of training that, that has to happen. Uh, you know, how, how long is the duration of, of the training? And once the training is done, you say that they've, you know, acquired what skills? Oh yes. Uh, well, well, you know the the actual training for a lifeguard could could span over a, 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 a you know depending on the individual because remember we voluntary. Uh, a lot of our youngsters are scholars, they university students, but it could it could take anything from a month to at least three months. Uh, as I said, depending on the availability um, and and uh, and and their their commitment to putting in the the, the hard work. Um, there's lots of theory involved with all of the signals and all of the, uh, uh, you know, the 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 physiology that's involved with uh, first aid, uh, and then of course there's swim skills and the ability to 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 be very very sharp. So so those are the kind of things that they would go through in that period, and then they would get examined by oh. our qualified examiners and assessors, and uh, and then they would pass out as a lifeguard. But what is important, as I said, you know, you wouldn't be able to perform duties in 2023 if you weren't, if you didn't go through the recertification at the end of 2022. Mm. So it's it's an ongoing uh, training. It's an ongoing um, uh, updating, you know, um, of, of any, for example, first aid protocols. They may change, you know, mm-hmm. they change severely during uh, COVID years of how you treat a patient so that the lifeguard themselves is is also protected. Um, so, so the training can actually go, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing training. Um, some of our lifeguards have even assisted in emergency situations like flooding. We saw in April in, in Durban, April 2022, uh, Cyclone die when it hit uh, Mozambique, some of our lifeguards went. So, so some of them would go on to do swift water rescue training and, and other advanced training. Some of them would go to, to do advanced uh, you know, um, uh, basic ambulance training so that they can assist uh, in other emergencies like motor vehicle crashes if they are called upon to do so. Um, so, so yeah, the training is intense and it goes on and on. And it's important for our lifeguards to be at the peak physical fitness um, and updated with all of the um, C- uh, uh, first aid skills so that they can, perf- uh, uh, you know, deliver the kind of service um, that that uh, that that we expect of them would would particularly when we had um, overly crowded beaches over the the, the festive season. So, uh, Daya, in your About Us page, you see, mm. um, and I think you alluded to this also earlier, you see life-saving, as you said, as part of your community service, right? As part of community yes. service. Then how do you embed this value into the training programs that you have so that even the people that you train see that as, you know, community service and the value uh, is seen to, uh, uh, the, the value that comes with community service? Um, yes, um, I think, uh, you know, being a voluntary organization, I think that that becomes ingrained in the young young people that we um, train and qualify from a very young age. Um, you know, I think you raise a good point, KG, that 
you know, particularly nowadays, I, you know, lots of us grew up in struggle. We volunteered, we did community work. Nowadays, you often see a culture of entitlement. So it's actually, uh, you know, we need to praise our young lifeguards that that sacrifice the, the weekends uh, and public holidays, Christmas, New Year's, etc., to sit in the hot sun and rain. Um, it actually shows that discipline. It shows that commitment. Uh, many of our lifeguards go beyond um, you know, just doing the lifeguard duties. They get involved in uh, um, environmental issues, um, stewardship of the ocean, stewardship of our environment. Um, they, you know, we, we, we've got pictures this week of showing uh, lifeguards assisting people with disabilities to mm. make sure that they can actually get onto the beaches, even if they don't have the full experience of swimming out to the breaker lines, etc. But we've seen that happen. We've seen, you know, they, 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 the young people that we actually train and qualify, uh, we 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 see them as as ambassadors. We see them as you know youth champions that actually um, interact with the with the bathing public. Uh, explain to them, even if some of them are under the influence of alcohol, even if some of them insist that they they don't want to go home when the beaches are closed and they want to fight with the lifeguards. You know, we we see our youngsters very calmly explaining to them the need for them to 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 be um uh, you know to comply with the instructions uh, of course we need law enforcement in many parts of our country many of our lifeguards contribute to the water smart training in schools um we unfortunately don't have sufficient support from government we pay a small stipend but uh, these um uh, unemployed lifeguards would go from school to school and they would teach the life skills orientation in uh, the school's curriculum. The teacher will maintain discipline and these youngsters will teach them about how to be water smart, uh, how to end up uh, joining uh, survival swimming classes and offer these survival swimming classes. So we we contribute to our nation becoming um, more water smart and more safe in and around water. Um, you know, we've seen environmental uh, um, uh, impacts like flooding, and 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 they contribute towards advising communities to 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 be aware of these disasters. Uh, in other parts of our country, uh, it's very very water scarce. A lot of people store water in buckets and other containers, and all it takes a second to turn your back, and a toddler could fall head yeah. first in, a, in you know even a few centimeters of water. So 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 we teach all of these things to children, and amazingly, some of those children go and tell their own caregivers um, not to leave the water in, in the bucket. Otherwise, the other toddler will fall head first and, and you can have a tragedy. Yeah. So 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 that, that's all of the training and the commitment. Um, and, and it's amazing what our youngsters, um, you know, are able to do, not just through their voluntary duties, but in many other ways um, uh, for our nation. Yeah, um, and I w- I'll close that one by saying it'll be great if if you would like us to invite one or two of these youngsters, even female lifeguards, to come on and and explain their experience to you to your listeners. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the producers will be in touch. But, you know, and then th- th- there's also the part about um, making the public aware about mm. issues of uh, of beach safety and issues of drowning because there's always that degree of excitement, particularly over the holiday season. So, uh, you know, how do you do that? 
Yes, um, we primarily do it through the Water Smart program, which is an education program that even assesses the children. So it's not just standing in front of an assembly and 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 preaching to them about water safety. They actually go through this curriculum, and they and they do all of the assessments. So so they would have actually learned something in terms of what the learning objectives are in that life skills component uh, in in the curriculum. But we we run huge programs on water safety on our social media sites our sponsor as you would have seen on our website you know that's why we are called dhl life saving contributes massively to 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 that campaign but it's 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 we are so appreciative of 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 uh, media uh, stations like yourself that that afford this opportunity so that we can we can preach the message about only swimming where their lifeguards are listening to the instructions of the lifeguard, staying within those bathing zones, um, parents to have complete surveillance of the kids. You know, even though some municipalities have these, these child minders employed, but the responsibility of parents not to be on their cell phones all the time, keep an eye on the kids, whether they're in the bathtub, whether they're in the pool at home, um, whether they're on the beaches or, or anywhere else to make sure that it's it's all about prevention, prevention, prevention. So 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 this is the kind of messaging that we want to take through uh, all the time and through your radio stations, also reach out to decision makers in government. I mean, you know, in a couple of weeks time when school opens, there'll be hundreds of kids that will be crossing rivers morning and afternoon to and from school. And they and they expose at such great risk. So hopefully the decision makers will will, will also begin to to um, you know uh, 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 do put some proactive and and interventionist mechanism in place so those kids can stay safe uh, through your radio station. We hope to be invited back where we can talk about the lack of legislation in our country, uh, unlike other countries that legislate around drowning prevention. Um, so that so that you know more of our children can be actually. Uh, uh, say this this morning I saw an article about a little child that drowned in a domestic pool. You know, in in Australia, for example, the guy that comes and reads your light meter will actually be checking the locking mechanism on the pool fence uh, or on the covers, uh, the standard of it because they have bylaws. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to get to that stage. So so hopefully, you know, um, we can actually, um, uh, you know, uh, once the festive season is over, we can actually look at some of those. Uh, um, uh, mechanisms. We, we've tried very often. We reach out to Department of Tourism, we reach out to disaster management, we reach out to education departments, but, but you know, we need to get to a point where um, uh, even our government will assist in, 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 and we can assist them in actually developing the legislation so that more of our children, more of our citizens are, are um, kept safe. Uh, you know, even with the recent increase in the trend of of uh, drownings during baptism, you know, you saw the the, the Yakske River uh, incident, uh, the one on thirty uh, first in mm. in Soweto at mm. Snake Park, uh, in Inanda somewhere. A lot of these um, rituals, uh, and and you know, we 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 respect the fact that faith based organisations practice these. All we're saying is that. Um, help us as a voluntary organization to reach out to the leadership in faith-based organizations so we can provide a level of advice and and support and uh, protection um, mm. at, at, at beaches and at, at water bodies that 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 are safe 
you know unfortunately yeah. they go to secluded areas um then their the risk levels are, are increased but um but we can actually if 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 we work together yeah how can one then become a volunteer or even a trainer if if they have the experience if they're listening to this and they think they would like to be a part of it how can they they go about it Oh well, we we we're fortunate, as I said. Um, I'm sure you'll give us an opportunity to 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 advertise our website. You will see that we have 80 plus clubs, close on to 86 clubs um, across the country, and that's the best way. Uh, join a voluntary club, take your kids there, become a a, a lifesaver, mom or dad. Bring your kids over on a Saturday and Sunday to the clubs. Join the training. And, and like I said, there's a role for the children to become nippers, juniors, and they go on to senior ranks. Um, there's a role for moms and dads to, to become part of the administration. And they too be, can be, learn something about backing up the lifesavers, whether it's communication, whether it's administration, uh, whether it's fundraising to take the kids to, to uh, uh, competitions and, and championships. Um, so so that's, that's, the, the, that's the best way. Because once you become part of our life-saving family, I guarantee you, you know, you will you will not leave. You will you will stay there. Even the youngsters who get married and and may go to so I mean they may go to university and and then get married and go off and pursue a career. I can guarantee you, once they 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 have children, they will want to bring that their children back to the voluntary club and let their children become nippers. So so that's the best way. And 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 the support within the voluntary clubs is 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 immense. I mean, you watch young people, um, the integration, uh, you know, with races. Our lifeguards don't see color, pink, blue, white, whatever size, shape. They go in and rescue them. If you saw the young lifeguards uh, who rescued that guy, uh, and it was on national television in Muscle Bay, it was just amazing how how both the rescuee and the rescuer were able to to actually deal with that situation so so you know that that's that's probably the best way the the whole experience of being in a voluntary club um is 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 is, is just amazing for and it has other benefits for youth development for volunteerism for environmental stewardship for interactive skills with the public for disaster management uh for you know, I could go on and on mm-hmm. <laughs> explaining all of those benefits, you know, and if they want to make it a career, if they want to contribute towards tourism, as we do in terms of uh, saving lives, in terms of um, education uh, to the general public, um, you know, they they could they could take these to any level. Yeah. Um, they could take this into adventure sport. They can take this into uh, um, as I said, in, into a, a career as a lifeguard or a pool supervisor or a beach manager or on on on, on cruise ships, you know the, the 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 possibilities are endless for for young people in our country um, uh, if 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 they um, if they feel that they they also want to make a contribution to our nation's needs. Yeah. Lastly, then, uh, before we say goodbye to you, uh, how can people get in touch with Life Saving SA? Okay, um, I'm I'm going to give our head office number if if you will permit that. Sure. It's um it's 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 zero three one three one two nine two zero five, 
And our website is www.lifesaving.co.za. And it'll take you through all our social media sites on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on uh, uh, Twitter, uh, and TikTok, um, where, where they'll be able to reach out to, to us um, through any one of those mediums. And, and we'll be able to invite them into this family of voluntary lifeguarding. Thanks, Daya, and uh, we appreciate your time. Daya Sadat is president of Life Saving South Africa. It's 11.34 on SFM.